Welcome to the Covenant Women Podcast with Dr. Adonica Howard-Brown, your on-demand source for Holy Ghost-filled preaching and teaching. You bring blessing everywhere you go. You bring freedom. You bring liberty. Out of your innermost being will flow rivers of living water. Be refreshed, encouraged, and strengthened as you hear the Word today. So to catch people up who weren't here with us, we're talking about Psalm 92, the righteous shall flourish like a palm tree, shall grow like a cedar in Lebanon. Those that be planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. They shall still bring forth fruit in old age. They shall be fat and flourishing to show that the Lord is upright. He's my rock and there's no unrighteousness in him. So fat and flourishing, like I said, there's three words flourishing there, two of them mean to blossom or to bud, to break out, and the other one means rich, fertile, vigorous, stalwart, describing soil, describing sap, and then end people. So it doesn't mean corpulence, which is body heaviness, but fat means to flourish, opulence. And flourish, the word flourish there means green or verdant or fresh. And so, isn't that a lovely promise that God will keep us fresh? Amen. We're going to flourish like the palm tree. We're gonna grow like the cedar. So flourish like the palm tree means that it doesn't matter what, if you're even in the middle of the desert, you're going to flourish, you're gonna be blessed, your leaves are gonna be green, and you're gonna be productive, amen, and into old age, and you're gonna be a, a refreshing, and you're gonna bring life to others, and then the cedar represents God's hand upon you, he's calling, he's anointing upon you, your, your character, your walk with him, amen, and that he's gonna raise you up, to do great and mighty things much more even than you can comprehend or that you can believe or that you even had ever seen yourself doing, amen. And how many of you can say amen because when you got saved, right? See, God had a call on your life and a plan for you before you were even born. He knew what he was gonna do with you. And so the devil tried to take your life, but God redeemed you. And you didn't know that the Lord had a plan for your life, but when you got saved, you found out he had a plan for your life. And as you got filled with the Holy Spirit, and as you kept walking with the Lord, you found out more and more what he called you to do and what his plan was for you and his purposes. Amen. And so that you can begin to do that, to walk it out, and to fulfill all of those plans that God has for you. And it might be the might have been the furthest thing from what you saw yourself doing, and yet here you are doing it and being a blessing, and isn't that awesome? Amazing, amazing, hallelujah. How the Lord can use anybody if they'll just give him the opportunity, give him their heart and their life, amen. And so God will bring us into situations that we would have never thought. I mean, I, I think about, anyways, how people, when you look at them and you, you hear their testimony, and then you see how, what the Lord's using them to do in the realms that the Lord takes them into, amen. When we started out, we were just two little kids, really, 19 and 20, but with the call of God, 
and, and a desire in our heart to please the Lord and uh, to do everything that He wanted us to do. And so there were things that we saw ourselves doing. There were realms of influence that we saw that the Lord was going to bring us into, but we had to grow into that. We weren't ready at 19 and 20 to really speak into people's lives like we can now at this age after being married for 40 years, going on 41, amen. And so we're in a different place in our life, but, it's, but God brought us there, and it's all just following that path and following what he has for us. And really, you know, in the world, they, they throw you away when you get old, amen. They, you, they make you retire, they make you, I mean, we, <laughs> we, we've had, I mean, my mom is 85, my, my mother-in-law lived till she was 90, right? And so even, even, and she was such a people person, and so even when she stopped physically working, we would have her working on the phones and calling people and speaking to them and praying with them, and, and she loved that. And so, you know, when she got a little older, then the, the health insurance starts asking, why is this person this, this old and they're still on the payroll? Well, because we don't retire, we refire. Amen. Hallelujah. They're this old, and they're on the payroll because they're still offering a valuable service. Their life is still speaking. They're still ministering to people. Amen. And Granny Lorna, to the end, I mean, you'd see her grab someone, come here, and she'd say something. And it was funny because she started to sort of lose her um, short-term memory a little bit. So sometimes she would get slightly confused or whatever. And so when she's grabbing someone, I'm going, oh gosh, what she's saying to them. And then so many people were like, wow, she read my mail. So, you know, she's some, sometimes there'd be that little bit of maybe confusion in the natural, but she still heard, from, she heard the word of the Lord for people and she would just, and she was bold to give it to them. Amen. I mean, you knew with Granny Lorna, if you asked her opinion, she was going to give it to you. Amen. I mean, the one lady was, you know, being a little flaky and she's like, I don't know if it's me or if it was the Lord. It was like she visited some theme park and she... She felt, you know, disturbed in her spirit, and, and you probably would in some of those theme parks. But anyway, and she's like, I don't know if it's me, just me or the Lord. And, and Granny Lorna goes, it was just you. <laughs> I, 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 that's like a, it's a kind of South African level of frankness. I know sometimes in America, people aren't ready for that. But anyways, but you always, <laughs> if you wonder where Pastor Rodney gets it from, but at least you always know where you stand with them. They're going to tell you the truth, hallelujah. <laughs> so anyways, but the Lord used her right until she went home to be with the Lord, amen. And she was a sign and a wonder, and even to the doctors, she was not, you know, any medication. She had had a, 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 a valve replaced, so she had to have, you know, a blood thinner, but we put on a natural, completely natural blood thinner, and that's all she was on. And, um, and uh, my mom as well, they can't believe She's, on, she's 85 and she's on no, zero medications. She doesn't even have a, a personal physician. Amen. And so I think that the health insurance, they're, they're so expensive and they, then they, then they wanna just throw you away when you're above a certain age and shove you on like government health care. What a cheek. You barely use them. I mean, there's some people that, that use up, they, they use up everybody else's money that they're putting into those things. You barely use them because you're not on any pills, you're not seeing any doctors, you're healthy, you're living in the word. If you feel it, you pray and it goes away, amen. I mean, honestly, like for me, even getting like a little older, sometimes you feel like a little pain, someone you go, well, I am this old. I'm like, oh, that's nonsense. 
in the name of Jesus, get out of here, because you're as young as you feel, right? So I'm about 36 right now, so we'll, we'll just stay there for a while. I was 25 for quite a few years, but I'm getting, I'm about 36 now, so we're good. <laughs> Younger than my daughter, but maybe she feels like she's 18 still, I don't know. She looks, she looks like it. So anyhow, it's true though, you are, you're as young as you feel, and you can take all that when those twinges come, you can receive them, take them, and, and they'll come and live with you permanently. So if they come and visit you, tell them they're not welcome. Say, I didn't invite you and you need to leave now. And I was thinking the other day of, of how many opportunities we miss to, to be sick and, and in pain, amen, because immediately you take authority over that thing, you're not gonna attach yourself to me, you lying, stinking devil, amen. But it's important that you also do make the right lifestyle choices and eat your vegetables. So if anybody, if anybody wants to know the secret, eat your vegetables. The organic ones, not the ones with all the pesticides on it, they're GMO'd. Okay, so we got to the part where it says, well, we're kind of going wherever we want to in this, in this passage. But tonight I just wanted to speak on that we will be fruitful even in our old age. They shall still bring forth fruit in old age, hallelujah. In the Amplified it says growing in grace, they shall still bring forth fruit in old age. So even though we're getting older, we're still growing. Because the only thing that grows is something that's alive. If it's not alive, it stops growing. But if it's growing, it means it's alive. Other trees, when they're old, quit bearing. But God's trees, in God's trees, the strength of grace does not fail with the strength of nature. With God's trees, the strength of grace does not fail with the strength of nature. The last days of God's people are sometimes their best days and their last work, their best. Pastor Rodney shared with you the statistic that people are at their peak, they're the most productive. Between, it was at 70 and 80. And then the next was like, 60 to 70 or whatever, but anyway, the most productive time uh, of your life. Then Psalm 103, verse two through five says, bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your iniquities, who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from destruction, who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies, who satisfies your mouth with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. So we're not getting older, we're getting better. And we're growing more and more like him, becoming more like Jesus, amen. Isaiah 46 and verse four says, even to your old age, I am he. And even to hair white with age, will I carry you. I have made and I will bear, yes, I will carry and will save you. God is there, even in our old age, even when your hair's turning gray, God says, I will, ca I will carry you. When he brought the tribe of Israel out of Egypt, Psalm 105, verse 37, and they estimate there were several million of them by that time, but it says he brought them forth also with silver and gold, and there was not one feeble one among their tribes. That is almost impossible to have even 10 people not have someone who doesn't have something, or maybe say a thousand people and there's not one feeble one, but millions of them, there was not one feeble one. And when the Lord brought them out, he, he, his purpose for them was to go straight into the land, but they, they refused because they, out of fear, they said, no, we're not going in. So I said, fine, 
you can stay here for a while until you die and I'll take your kids in. But even then, God was gracious to them. He fed them with manna from heaven, with water from the rock, and it said that their shoes did not wear out. Their clothing and their shoes didn't wear out. Wouldn't that be awesome if your favorite pair of shoes never wore out? <laughs> Got these shoes, I love these shoes, and I can't wear them anymore because they're falling to pieces. Anyways, first, Second Corinthians, 4.16 says, therefore we don't lose heart, even though our outward man is perishing, yet our inward man is being renewed day by day. Colossians 3, 9 through 10 says, don't lie to one another, since you have put off the old man with his deeds and have put on the new man, who is renewed in knowledge according to the image of him who created him. So you're being renewed into his image on a daily basis, hallelujah, as you press into the word, because it's not the longer you live, but it's the more you press into the word. The more word you have in you, the more change happens, the more you look like him and sound like him, and you, because you do represent him to the world. So if you're gonna represent him to the world, you need to represent him properly, amen. You need to represent him as he is, not some skewed version. Listen. Who needs the devil when you have religion and you have these religious preachers preaching garbage about God and saying God kills, steals, and destroys? Why don't you just go sell shoes? <laughs> go be a used car salesman or something. Why are you in the pulpit telling everybody that God kills and, and steals and destroys? You liar, you, you, you liar, you're a liar. If you stand up and you talk trash about my God, you're a liar. You might as well just use curse words to speak about him, to say that he's unfaithful. Oh Lord, even if you're not faithful, I'm gonna be faithful to you, wins the song of the year. Throw it in the garbage. I don't care if it's a nice tune and she's got a nice voice, garbage words. That's why we don't just sing anything here. It's gotta bring life. It's gotta speak life to you because you're gonna sing it and sing it, it's gonna ring in your ears. Listen, we're trying to change your, people, like, you know, we talked about the, the tape recorder on the inside of people and people have this tape recorder of negativity that speaks to them all the time, particularly ladies, and we've gotta change the message on the tape recorder to, to life, to what God is saying about us, not what, what our, you know, father said about us or our mother or some nasty neighbor or whatever, you know what I'm saying? But just to, and so why, why should we put songs where people are singing about defeat and how I used to be? We don't sing about how I used to be, we sing how I am right now, amen. So, you know, it's okay to sing, Lord, I, you know, I, I remember where I was and I'm, I'm so glad that you saved me, but you don't have to like emphasize where you was, you know what I'm saying? And it's like, we, we, the, we've got to testify, we've got to share our testimony, but you know, the, the way people used to testify a lot of times in, in religious churches was they would spend 55 minutes talking about all the bad stuff they did and five minutes on how the Lord touched them. Well, really, it should be five, five things about you know, where you were at and then 55 minutes of what the Lord has done for you. Amen. Because for, for some people, it's, not, it's actually not healthy for them to testify. They need to just forget about what they did before and leave it in the past and forget that it even happened. Amen. Testimonies are wonderful, but you know, some, some of those testimonies, we need to let them go and just give the testimonies of what God is doing now in our life. Amen. Hallelujah. So, God's trees are full of sap. I think sometimes people use that to be like a cheeky, 
If someone's sappy, they kind of, or what, full of sap, they're kind of cheeky, but this is, it's a, this is a good being full of sap. In, in, uh, in Amplified, it says, growing in grace, bring forth fruit in old age. They'll be full of the sap of spiritual vitality and rich in the verdure of trust, love, and contentment. So in the, in the uh, ERV, the um, easy to read version, it says, even when they're old, they will continue producing fruit like young, healthy trees. Is that an awesome promise? That we can continue producing fruit in our life just like a young, healthy tree. So they'd say, I am a young, healthy tree. Amen, and I'm producing fruit. And I'm gonna keep producing fruit for as long as I live. Amen, hallelujah. So we're full of sap, we're filled with vitality, which means we're living, we're alive, we're producing life, we're not dead and religious. The worst thing is to see people get born again, full of the spirit, and then go back to dead religion. That stuff doesn't produce anything. It, it, it's, it's, dead things stink. Flies come and sit on dead things. So we don't want the flies, we don't want the stink, we want life. Without sap, the cedar is just gonna be a pole. Any tree, if it's dead, if you've cut off its life support, if it has no, no sap, it's just a dead post, that's all that it is. Sap is needed in order to, for that tree, whether it's a cedar or, the, or, or us as the tree of God, it, sap is needful to make us make, flourish and exist. So that spiritual vitality is needful to flourish. Without the life of God in your heart, you're not a Christian. There's a lot of people call themselves Christian. I thought I was a Christian because I was Muslim and I wasn't Jewish and I went to the Methodist church and then the Presbyterian church and I thought I was a Christian and, and they taught us about Jesus at school. And, uh, but I wasn't born again. I was gonna split hell wide open. And there's so many good people and they think that just doing good things is gonna save them. No, it doesn't. You have to have a relationship with the Lord. You have to receive Him because what happens is He gives you a brand new heart and makes you a brand new creation and His life comes to live on the inside of you. Amen. Hallelujah, because our righteousness is filthy rags, but God's righteousness, He washes us clean, He puts on these robes of righteousness on us, and the, and the moment our life ends, we step over into His presence, and we have what's awesome, He puts eternal life in us right now. The Bible says God has placed eternity in men's hearts and women's hearts, mankind's hearts. He put eternity, when we receive Jesus, we receive eternity, everlasting life into us, and all we do is take off this jacket that we're wearing, this earth suit, and just step over into the fullness of his presence. Amen, hallelujah. And so many Christians live their life like hoping just to die and be in the presence of the Lord and Canaan's fair land and all that kind of stuff. I got news for you, Canaan's fair land is here on the earth, not up there. Because in Canaan, there were enemies to face, and in heaven, there's no enemies to face. So your Canaan's land is down here, and all the promises that God has for your blessing and flourishing and prosperity is down here. So you have to face the giants, and you have to do it in knowing that God is on your side, amen, like Caleb and Joshua, and not like those other 10 spies bringing the bad report. They sent 12 in to bring a report of the land, and 10 brought in one, one 
bad report. Oh, the giants are too big and we can't do this. And Joshua and Caleb were like, yes, we can. God's gonna chew them up and spit them out in front of us and we won't have to do anything and he'll take care of it. And you know what, they were both right. They were both right. There were giants in the land and they were big and they were strong. But Joshua and Caleb were righter than right because they said, we are able to do it because God is on our side. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So there's things in the natural. Yes, it's true. This is a mess. Yes, this is, you know, all the, these circumstances. Yeah, this is the diagnosis. This is, this is the, you know, what's going on in, my, in the finances or the business or the family or whatever. But there's God's word that says life. God's word that says healing. God's word that says blessing to you. Amen. Victory to you. Not defeat, not failure. You're not gonna fail, you're gonna go over the top. God's not going to let you down. Amen. He's gonna show himself strong and show up on your behalf. So we have to have God's life on the inside of us. Even if people attend church, read the Bible, pray, be kind to the poor, do good works, behave properly, that doesn't count anything. They're still empty on the inside. They're not born again. You have to be born again. John 3, 3. And that's Jesus himself said, you have to be born again. 1 Peter 1, 22, 23. Since you have purified your souls in obeying the truth through the spirit, in sincere love of the brethren, love one another fervently with a pure heart, having been born again, not of corruptible seed, but incorruptible through the word of God, which lives and abides forever. And God's word says in Romans that the love of God is shed in our hearts, shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Spirit. God gives us an ability to love others with his agape love, amen, which, which is the love that sees others as valuable and precious, whether they are or not. It has nothing to do, see, there's other, there's paleo love, that's friendship, that, and it has to do with with both, both sides have to give and receive the love. It's a, you know, it has to do with the, the character of the person, the quality of the character of the person. Whatever the quality of the character of the person is, the, the greater the love, the friendship love. There's many, there's varieties of love in the Greek. Um, physical love, friendship, hospitality, there's different loves, but there's this agape love that is God loving us even when we're unlovable because he sees us as valuable and precious, and because he sees us as valuable and precious, we are, and we just have to see ourselves that way, amen. And then when he pours that love into our hearts, we have the ability now, by the Holy Spirit, to see others as valuable and precious, and to reach out in love, and love them, and, and allow them to feel the love and the presence of God, and that will turn their heart towards the Lord because the Bible says it's the goodness of God that leads people to repentance. God shows us how good and kind that he is. And, and the Bible says that everything the Lord does reigns on the just and the unjust and he feeds all of his creation. And it says all of creation is waiting for him to feed them. You know, and, and the little birdies know God feeds them. They're not worried about anything. They know they're gonna eat today because God is gonna provide for them. The animals, everybody, they all, it's just the people that don't have any faith that God's gonna take care of them. And so the whole of creation knows that God is their creator and he is the, their source and their supply. And he's the one that, that, that even puts the breath in us and keeps us alive. Without him, there'd be nothing. Everything would just be dead. But he is, the Bible says that Jesus Christ fills the whole universe from the lowest to the highest. He fills his, 
entire presence fills the whole of creation. And maybe we don't even know he's there because we are spiritually dead and we are oblivious, but he's there and he's filling everything. And then suddenly we hear the word and we attach faith to it and we say, yes, Jesus, be my Lord and Savior. And suddenly everything on the inside is changed and our eyes are opened and we see and we see and we feel and we know that he's there and he's everywhere. He's in us, he's around us, he's, he goes before us, he's behind us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. So you know, you get these crazy people saying, you know, you know the universe does this for me, and the, the universe is not gonna do anything for you, it's Jesus that's gonna do something for you, amen. And there's no such thing as karma, they, they borrowed that from the Bible, it's do unto others as you want done to you, amen. And what you sow is what you're gonna reap. Karma is garbage, anyways, I mean, but the principle is right, what you need to sow, good things and not bad things because that stuff is gonna come back on every wave. So you wanna put good stuff out there because you don't want the garbage coming back on every wave. You don't wanna be mean and nasty to people and have that coming back on every, every wave, amen. So there are no dead branches. The dead branches are cut off. Dead trees get pushed over by the wind. How many of you know that? We have quite a lot of trees on our property and every time there's a massive windstorm, all the dead trees fall off, all the dead branches are blown off. There, there should be no dead members in the body of Christ. We should all be alive, there, there should be life in us, a vital principle infused into us by God the Holy Ghost, hallelujah. Psalm 104 verse 16 says, the trees of the Lord are full of sap, the cedars of Lebanon which he has planted. So the trees of the Lord are without exception full of sap. The only ones who are the Lord's trees are the ones who are full of him and full of his sap and his life. And that's what the Lord wants us to tell everybody so they can also be full of sap and full of life and know the blessing of living in his presence. The sap is the lifeblood of the tree, like your blood is to your body, everything is in the blood. Your, your circulatory system and your blood makes up the majority of the health of your body. Obviously your heart stops or you bleed out, that's the end of you very quickly. So the sap is the lifeblood of the tree. God regenerates us through the word and the spirit working in us, healing, cleansing, strengthening, and building. So just like blood flows through our veins, that sap of the Holy Spirit and his work is flowing through our body, bringing life, life, life. The Bible says that the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwell in you, it shall quicken your mortal body. So if God's spirit lives on the inside of you, quicken means make alive, not just for the healing of your body, but your mind as well. Every aspect is being renewed and refreshed every day because Jesus lives in you. You know, there's been, there was a mighty man of God and he and his wife would take communion every single day. The body and the blood, the protection and the, you know, and the, the, the purification and the, the protection also of the blood and healing, they, they believed, they, they, they activated their covenant with the Lord every single day and thank God for his healing, for his blood. And you know what, his wife went home before he did and he got to that place where he just wanted to go because his wife was gone and he wanted to go. And he just was frustrated because he was still here and he, he wasn't he wasn't dying, isn't that hilarious? He, he, felt like he, he felt like he was done and um, he wanted to go home and he got frustrated because he couldn't die. 
And so Pastor Rodney got on the phone with him and said, but you take communion every day, you know, God's, your, your youth has been renewed like the eagles every day, what do you expect, amen. Well, he did, he did eventually go home to be with the Lord. And that's another thing, God, you know, there was one minister, wonderful man of God, but they asked him, how do you think you're gonna die? And he's probably some sickness or gonna get hit by a bus, you know? I mean, that's not how you die. That's not how you die in the kingdom, maybe in the world. That's not how you die in the, in, the, in the kingdom. You live, you preach, you minister, you're full of sap, you're full of life, you're full of vitality, you're giving out, you're being a blessing. When you can't preach anymore, you stay home and pray for everybody. I don't know, whatever. You do whatever you can to serve in the, in the kingdom of God. And then when it's time to go, you call your family and you say, I'm going to go now and come say goodbye to me. When, when Pastor Rodney's dad was on the way out, um, we, we all, we knew he was going, and so the family came around, and we, he didn't want to be in the hospital, he was at home, so the hospice nurse was visiting, and the whole family was there that, that could make it in, you know, his, his grandchildren, his great-grandchildren, and um, in there in the room praying and singing and worshiping the Lord, and he was, he was a big, strong man, but by that time he was, he was very weak, and he just lay on the bed, and he just, he just was tapping like this as we were singing. And, uh, and the anointing filled the place and the hospice lady was like, she was blown away because she has to attend all of these, you know, be with people when they're on their way out. And she was just amazed at the peace in the home and the whole family just being there and the sweetness of the presence of God and it blew her away. And it was a testimony to her, listen, you can, I, I mean, I prayed that all of my labor and delivery would be a testimony. And, and I had, with each child, I had a testimony to the nurses or the doctors there of the goodness of God and his hand on me for when, when each of my children was born and the presence of God being in that room. But so we can have a testimony when we're born and we can have a testimony on our way out that touches somebody's life about the sweetness of God's presence on the inside of us, hallelujah and the, the evidence of God's work in our life. Because the older you get in Jesus, the sweeter that you get. I told you earlier in the week, some of the most beautiful women in the world that I've seen, women and men, are the ones, they're old, gray, full of wrinkles, and they shine Jesus. They've served him, they've honored him. They, they've run their race with the Lord, and he just shines out of them, and they're so beautiful. They're so beautiful. That's what we should all aspire to, that Jesus would so shine through us. People would see him, they would be in awe of him like those cedars, amen. And they would, they would be drawn to his light that they see and hear in our life, amen. That's our highest purpose of anything else that we can do for the Lord, is just to shine forth that grace and goodness of the Lord that, that attracts people to him, amen because he's, he's not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to know him. Amen. Only God truly knows how the sap is made and how it goes up and down that tree, but we see the effects. And no one knows the ways of God's spirit, but we see his handiwork displayed. Amen. Jesus said, you, you can't see the wind, but you can see the effects of it. You can't see the sap, the holy sap, <laughs> the spirit sap, but you can see the evidence, the work, the good, the fruit that is produced. 
Unlike many other trees, the cedar is never completely dormant. The sap is always active. So these other trees that during the winter, their sap stops going up and down. But the cedar, the sap never stops producing and, and being active. So just the same way that our, our blood works in our body, that our, even when we're sleeping, our heart's still beating. Amen. Likewise, the Spirit of God is moving and working in me, whether it can be seen or not. Whether we can see it or feel it, whether other people can see or feel it, it's working. We are full of sap. The sap not only works on the inside of the tree, but also on the outside. So with the cedars particularly, there's an abundance of resin in a cedar, in the wood, the bark, and the cones. And so in the same way, the person who's been with Jesus has got so much sap on the inside of them that it can't help coming out and being seen. You can't hide when you're full of Jesus. People will see it. I mean, I've been in a, in a store and, and just the way that the, the lady is there, I, I, think, I look at her and the way that she's, and I'm like, that, that lady's, a, I'm sure she knows Jesus. I'm pretty, because you just see it shining through her. Amen. And so you, that you want people to see that in your life. The Proverbs 31 woman, she's never dormant, whether up front or behind the scenes. She's always moving and doing and working. That virtuous woman, if you run through all the characteristics, she's always, she's moving, she's doing, she's out front, she's commanding. Uh, her, her maids and telling them what to do and leading the example for them. And then she's behind the scenes and she's working and she's serving and she's buying land and she's, and you know, at, amen. And she's accomplishing things and she's not cared about who sees or who doesn't see her, but she's always working, always moving, always doing, always producing. Her husband trusts in her because he knows that she is responsible and reliable and faithful. She is trustworthy. You know, there's, there's a, a word in the Hebrew that talks, the Bible says that God is a rewarder. And that same word, rewarder, now rewarder, it's used in, in, in for, for good things and for, for bad. So God rewards good deeds with good things, and he rewards wickedness with the reward of wickedness, or a recompense, you can say a recompense. And what's interesting is that the word where it says that, that you know, she, she does her husband only good, every day of her life, that word is she rewards her husband. Let, let's, let's just look there quickly. Proverbs 31. A capable, verse 10, a capable, intelligent, and virtuous woman, who is he that can find her? She's far more precious than jewels, and her value is far above ruby, rubies or pearls. The heart of her husband trusts in her confidently and relies on and believes in her securely so that he has no lack of honest gain nor need of dishonest spoil. She comforts, encourages, and does him only good as long as there is life within her. So she rewards her husband with good. Isn't that awesome? Hallelujah. So, the, so that Proverbs 31 woman, she's always moving, doing, working. With the Lord's help, she's able to meet all of her family's needs. And she's able to be there for them and be what they need and give them what they need. She provides comfort, security, good food, good quality and appropriate clothing and quality furnishings for the home. Amen. She's an accomplished woman. She's, she's cultured. 
She goes and gets her food from a long way off. <laughs> she, <laughs> she's, she makes beautiful things and, she's, and she's, she gives and she sows and she blesses and she's always ready to be a shoulder to cry on, to comfort, to encourage, and to do good. Amen. Because she's full of sap and life that she draws from the source of all which is her, her heavenly Father. Amen. So she does all these things and even has some left over to bless others. Psalm 92.15 says, they are living memorials to show that the Lord is upright and faithful to his promises. He is my rock and there is no unrighteousness in him. Say, I am am a living memorial. memorial. Our lives are to bring God glory. Our lives should speak or testify of his goodness and faithfulness. Our perseverance is evidence of God's faithfulness and sincerity. There's three things that your righteous life shows to others. Your righteous life, your blessed life, your flourishing life, your abundant life that you're living, you are testifying that the Lord is upright, that he does nothing evil, unjust, unwise, unmerciful or unkind, and that he is faithful and true. There's no unrighteousness in him, amen. You are testifying that he is true to his promises and faithful to every word he has spoken. The most important people that we can model that to is our children. Amen. Amen. So they need to see that life isn't always perfect, that you have challenges, but they need to see you. You need to get them. So there's many parents who've got together with their kids and said, let's pray and ask the Lord for this. And then the kids see it happen. I mean, don't ever tell your kids, well, we can't afford that, because you will never be able to afford it. But, you know, you tell, if kids want something, you say, well, let's pray and believe God. And teach them about tithing, and teach them about giving. So we would give our kids money, but we would tell them 10% off the top goes to God. Set that aside. And then you need to save some money, and the rest is at your discretion. You can spend it, or you can give in offerings. We recommend you give offerings as well, not just tithe. But we try to teach them from very young. So we teach them how to manage their money properly and to always put God first in everything, because it's easy when you're young. And you know what? I tell you, it's like Kristen's little girl, uh, Madison. The most crazy things happen. Oh, well, I want to go to Disney. I want to go on a Disney cruise. And they're like, well, let you, and they're like, you want, you want to do what? I mean, it's like, what, eight grand for the week or whatever, or more. It's very expensive. It's not cheap, and it's getting more expensive now. And um, so they, they didn't say, well, we can't afford that. They said, well, you better pray and ask the Lord. That little kid, how old was she? Seven, Seven years old. She prayed. Guess what? Someone came and gave them like $8,000, and they went on the Disney cruise because she put her faith. And they were like, I guess we're going on the cruise because the kid put her faith out for it. Amen. I mean, it's just so sweet to see that simple faith. Amen. Hallelujah. And well, I could give testimonies about pretty much all of our, our pastors here and their kids and how they believe God and what he did for them. Romans 9, 14, what shall we say then? Is there unrighteousness with God? God forbid. He is a true rock and he is a sure foundation. There is no unrighteousness with him. 
Anyone who ever trusted in God has found him faithful and found him, found him all sufficient and none were ever made ashamed of their hope in him. Hebrews 10 and 23 says, let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering for he's faithful that promised. And Deuteronomy 7, 9, know therefore that the Lord thy God, he is God, the faithful God, which keepeth covenant and mercy with them that love him and keep his commandments to a thousand generations. Hallelujah. Like we said, the curse is to three or four generations, but the blessing is to a thousand generations of him who loves him. The blessing is, the, the power of the blessing far outweighs the power of the curse. Amen. A living memorial bears the image of the heavenly man. A living memorial reflects the love of Jesus Christ to others. A living memorial is a testimony that God is upright and faithful to his promises. A living memorial has a reverential fear of God. They love him as the wonderful heavenly father that he is. They live to please him. They get their prayers answered, hallelujah. They give him all the honor and glory and they never fail to lift him up at any opportunity, amen. Isaiah 55, you know the Bible says that it is the devil that kills, Jesus said, the enemy, the devil comes to kill, steal, and destroy. But he said, I am come to give you life, and life more abundantly. The Bible says every good gift comes from above, the Father of lights, with whom there is neither variableness nor shadow of turning. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever, and he only gives good gifts, life, blessing, healing, deliverance, protection, provision. That, that's what God does for us. The devil is the one that kills, steals, destroys, kills, you know, steals people's health, this, the soundness of their mind, steals their marriage, steals their kids, steals their stuff. But God is the one that blesses and gives and provides, amen. amen. And so our life needs to reflect that to others. How sad to see a sad, poor, miserable Christian. What a terrible, that's no witness at all. Amen. But to see someone that's full of sap and alive and that living memorial showing off God's grace and his goodness. If, you, if you're gonna show God's goodness to others, then you need to experience it in your own life. Amen. You need to be experiencing his goodness. And usually we get what we expect. So if we expect the worst, we're gonna get it, but if we expect the best, we're gonna get that, hallelujah. Isaiah 55 and um, from verse six, it says, seek, inquire for, and require the Lord while he may be found, claiming him by necessity and by right. Call on him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his way and let the unrighteous, and the unrighteous man his thoughts. And let him return to the Lord and he will have love, pity, and mercy for him and to our God, for he will multiply to him his abundant pardon. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, 
So are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. Well, religion will preach this at funerals. Well, God's ways are higher than ours. And we don't know why he killed your baby, but his ways are higher. And he wanted another rose for his garden. And that is a bunch of pukified garbage. Because he wanted you to live. He wanted your baby to live. Amen. And, you know, stuff happens and we can't go back and change things. But... We can start from today a new day and praying and serving the Lord and believing God and expecting life. And you know what, even when stuff goes wrong, that we have the joy of the Lord that carries us through. And whatever the devil throws at us to try to destroy us, we turn it around as a victory testimony because of God's hand upon our life and his grace upon us. Amen, hallelujah. And so we never let the devil get the better of us, no matter what, amen. Whatever he tries to do, God turns it around for good. Amen. Hallelujah. If somebody dies, 50 people get saved at the funeral. Hallelujah. And they didn't have to die for those people too. But you know what? We take every opportunity to shove it up the devil's nose and not let him have the final say. But God has the final say. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We've had that, we've had our soul winners out there and then people are like, see them preaching like, um, we have a funeral over here, you wanna come do it? They didn't even know the person <laughs> that they got in there and just spoke about eternity and got everybody saved, I mean, hallelujah. <laughs> so, he just got through talking about his abundant pardon and mercy and then he says, my ways are higher. What are those? His ways of mercy, mercy. He says, I'll have mercy on who I have mercy. Look, if someone's a a criminal and they've murdered 20 people and we think that they should rot in hell and they should, they should go to jail or they, they should have the death penalty and they should go to hell because they're such a horrible, terrible person. But in jail, they get saved and we go, that's not fair. They sent all those people to hell and they're going to heaven? But that's God's ways higher than ours, that his grace would even lift up such a vile person, amen, and, and have the grace to save them. That's his mercy. And sometimes we have a hard time with that because we want them to punish, be punished. It's like the Bible says, forgive. So we, we go, okay, this is our carnality speaking. Okay, I'm gonna forgive them because God says I have to forgive them and you know, and it's, I, I I'm, can't hold unforgiveness because that's not good for me. So I'm gonna let the, the, the unforgiveness go. Lord, I forgive them and I'm asking you to judge them and, and, and teach them a lesson and squash them like a bug. I'm not gonna ask for a show of hands, but I'm pretty sure all of us have felt like that from time to time, that we know that we have to forgive them and we really don't want to. And some people are like, I can't forgive because I don't feel like it. Well, you're never gonna feel like it. You just have to take a step of faith and forgive and the feelings will follow your actions. Amen. It's like you're never gonna want to turn loose of your money, you're never gonna wanna give, but you just have to do it and the, the feeling will follow. <laughs> so, so forgiving, really forgiving is saying, Lord, I forgive them, I'm asking you to forgive them. And Jesus was our example in that. He said, Lord, please don't hold this against them. Because he came and he died for them. Jesus didn't come to die for his friends, he came to die for his enemies. They were all his enemies. They all belong to the kingdom of the devil. The devil was their father. Jesus said that. The devil is your father by default because of sin, because all of sin that comes short of the glory of God. 
But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Hallelujah. He come to, he come to redeem every fallen man and woman. Whether we did little sin or big sin, it doesn't matter, we sinned. You break one tittle of the law, you broke the whole thing. Amen. But thank God for his blood and for his redemption. Hallelujah. And so he says, as my ways of mercy are higher than yours, my ways of grace and forgiveness and love are higher than yours, way higher than yours. And he says, just as my ways are higher than yours, so the rain and snow come down from the heavens and return out there again, but water the earth and make it bring forth and sprout that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. God says, I love you. I'm gonna watch over you. I'm gonna provide for you. I'm going to bless you. And so shall my word be that goes forth out of my mouth. It shall not return to me void without producing any effect or useless, but it shall accomplish that which I please in purpose and it shall prosper in the thing for which that I sent it. Hallelujah. And then he goes on to speak about um, you will go forth with joy and be led forth with peace. The mountains and the hills will break forth before you with singing and the trees of the field shall clap their hands. Instead of the thorn shall come up the fir tree, instead of the briar shall come up the myrtle tree. It shall be to the Lord for a name, for an everlasting sign that shall not be cut off. Hallelujah. When Jesus enters into a life, so does peace and joy. Fullness of joy. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want to leave this with you. There's a season for fruit and a reason for fruit. Amen. And God's command on us, for us, is to be fruitful and multiply, and He's given us the tools to do that. So we have to take the responsibility. We have to take the ownership, because remember, you can't grow fruit, you can't make fruit, you can only grow fruit. And there's a process, and the process is you growing in the Word of God and obeying His Word, stepping out, being a doer of the Word, because there are rules that govern the growth of spiritual fruit the same way that there's rules that govern natural fruit. So we have to obey God in order to be fruitful. And then he wants us to enjoy that fruit. Psalm 31, 30 through 31 says, Charm is deceitful, beauty is passing, but a woman who fears the Lord shall be praised. Give her the fruit of her hands and let her own works praise her in the gates. And Psalm 65 21 to 23 says, they shall build houses and inhabit them. They shall plant vineyards and eat their fruit. They shall not build and another inhabit. They shall not plant and another eat. For as the days of a tree, so shall the days of my people. And my elect shall long enjoy the work of their hands. They shall not labor in vain, nor bring forth children for trouble. There's a scripture for some of you. Not labor in vain or bringing forth children for trouble, but to be a blessing. They shall be the descendants of the blessed of the Lord and their offspring with them. Say, I'm a descendant of the blessed of the Lord. I am the blessed of the Lord. My children are the blessed of the Lord. I am fat and fruitful and flourishing and growing better and better, fresher and fresher, Younger and younger, <laughs> stronger and stronger, and my life brings glory to God in every area of my life, in everything that I do, everything that I say. My life is producing good, blessing, fruitfulness, bountifulness in Jesus' name.
Amen. Give him a shout for that. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This is our last night. We just have tomorrow morning. But I just want us right now, just before, before we do anything else, and uh, I want to pray for some people, but before we do anything else, I want every head bowed and every eye closed. And I want to give you an opportunity, because if there's anybody here that you have never asked Jesus to come into your heart, and you've never been saved, you've never been born again, you, and you, maybe you've never even heard about being born again or heard the gospel before, but I want you to know that God loves you and he's got a great plan for your life. And if you had to die right now, tonight, if you had to go home and put your head on your pillow and you had to step over into eternity, can you say, do you know beyond a shadow of a doubt that you would make heaven? Because there's a hell to shun and a heaven to gain. And God wants us, each and every one of us, to go to heaven. He's not willing that any should perish, but that every one of us should know his blessing and know his presence and have his eternal life on the inside of them and be made a new creation in Christ and go straight to heaven when this life is over. And Jesus came and with his arms wide open and he said, I love you. And he shed his blood for us on the cross and he poured out his blood and he died and we went to the grave and God raised him up from the dead. And that blood washes away every sin, every guilt, and it purges us and makes us whole and clean. And the Bible says that he removes our sin as far as the east is from the west. And each and every person has sinned in their life. And because of that sin, that sin has produced death. But he said, I come to deliver you from that and I've come to give you life, an eternal life, and give you a, a, a hope and a future. There's a, there's a song that says, there's a fountain filled with blood drawn from Emmanuel's veins and, and every sinner that, that's plunged into that blood is made whole from the, and, and delivered of all their guilty stains. And so God will deliver you not only from sin, but from guilt and shame because he loves you so much. He says, come to me. He says, take on my yoke because my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Give me your heavy burden and, I, and take, my, take my light burden. He wants to lighten your burden. He wants to lift all your troubles and, and your, your worries off of you and he wants to put, wrap you in his arms and carry you through life and, and love you and bless you and he wants you to know how much that he loves you. And so if there's anybody here in this place and you've never received Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you can do that tonight. And then if there's anybody here that you once gave your, your heart to Jesus, but you stopped serving him, you walked away from him, or you just grew cold, you still, maybe you still even attended services or whatever, but on the inside you were cold because maybe something's entered in, like maybe it was hidden things of the heart, maybe unforgiveness, maybe pride or jealousy or, 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 or lust, or those things entered in and they, they kind of switched your lights off in, in a sense and your fire went out, the fire you once had. Or, or maybe it was, was something outward. Maybe you really messed up badly and you're just carrying that guilt and shame about it and you, you don't feel like you're worthy and you don't know if God can, can even forgive you. But God loves you and he will forgive if you come to him and you, you, you Offer him your heart, he's gonna take it and he's gonna wash you clean and bless you. Well, maybe there was something that knocked you off your feet 
and just rocked your world. Maybe a loved one passed away and was taken from you, and maybe, maybe you were betrayed by somebody, or maybe, maybe you, you had a bankruptcy, or something went really wrong in your life, and it just rocked your world. I mean, there's so many people that have had the devil throwing stuff at them, and had one thing after another, that you know, you, this person died, and this business was lost, and that house burned down, and, and the devil's just hammered people, and, and so they've just, just got so discouraged and walked away from the Lord. But today's the day to come back to your first love. Today's the day that God can pick you up, that he can pour in his oil and his wine, and he can restore to you the joy of your salvation, that you can fall in love with Jesus all over again, amen. And maybe there's a category of people, a person sitting here or maybe watching, I'm talking to you, people watching as well. Maybe you, you, know, you love the Lord, but, but you're not sure. The devil's way is lying to you and telling you you're not going to go to heaven. You, you, you know, God hasn't accepted you. He doesn't love you, and you're not, you, you're not saved. But you want to know today. We're going to break that lying spirit off, and that lying devil, and, we, and you're going to know today that Jesus is your Lord and Savior, and you are going to heaven. Amen. So if you, are, if you are in any one of those categories, you've never asked Jesus to be the Lord and Savior of your life, or if you grew cold and, and you haven't been serving Him like you should, you're not as hot on fire as you should be, because we can ask you from one to five, one being cold and five being hot on fire, what number are you? And a lot of Christians don't even think about it until they've got to think about what number they are. Well, if you're, if you're anything but a five, we want to get you to a five. If you're a one for sure, or a two or three or four, but we want to get you hot on fire for God because that's where, that's where the blessing is, amen. Hallelujah, excuse me. And then for those people who are not sure, but they really want to make sure, if, if you fall into any one of those categories, and the Lord is tugging at your heart today. I want you to just lift up your hand right now because I wanna pray with you and for you. Thank you, thank you. Just put up your hand wherever you are. If you wanna ask Jesus in your heart, make him Lord of your life, just put up your hand wherever you are. If you're watching, just put up your hand in your house or wherever, wherever that you are. For all the ladies that are watching in the church on the video screen, you put your hand up over there too if you, if you wanna receive Jesus. And then if anybody has you know, wants to come back to Jesus, just re renew their relationship with Him, get on fire for God again. I want you to lift up your hand and wave it at me because I want to have this opportunity. We don't want to, we don't want to do anything else in the service, so we give people this opportunity because it's people's eternity that's at stake, amen. And then if there's anybody here that wants to make sure, if that's you, just lift up your hands right now, amen. And I want all of those ladies, stand up right where you are, stand up right where you are, and come here because I'd like to pray with you. Stand up and come, come from where you are, because I want to have an opportunity to pray with you. Thank you, Jesus. He loves you so much. He loves you so much. Come on, even if you didn't lift your hand up, you can, you can come as well. You can come too, it's not too late. It's not too late. Come, come from wherever you are. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Come, come. If you brought somebody, 
and they want to come up but they're shy to come up just come up with them bring them up ashamed of him he'll be ashamed of us amen and that's why it's important to make a public proclamation of your faith it gives you something gives you a day a date I remember the 30th of September 1979 I gave my life to Jesus and he changed my life forever amen if there's anybody else come why don't you turn to the lady next to you and ask her if you go to heaven today do you know where you're going and if she can't say for sure I know I'm going to heaven. Jesus is in my heart. Give her a hug and bring her up here. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. You're so good. You're so good. And if you're watching at home, put your hand up in your house. We can't see you, but the Lord can see you. And as an act of faith, put your hand up and get ready because the Lord's going to touch you right where you are. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. We bless you, Jesus. We bless you, Jesus. We bless you, Lord. Come, come stand, come join us here. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. So if you mean business with the Lord, He means business with you. And so right now, I want you to close your eyes and lift your right hand to heaven. And we're gonna pray a prayer. We're gonna pray the same prayer for whatever category that you came up with. Everybody else here, you pray it as well. And people at home, you pray it with me right now. And say this with your heart and with your lips. You say, Father, in the name of Jesus, I come to you. And I ask you to save me and set me free today. Lord, your word says that if I believe in my heart that you were raised from the dead for me that, and, I, and I confess it with my mouth that you are Lord, I will be saved. So Lord, right now, I thank you that you died for me, you shed your blood for me, and on the third day, you rose for me. And I confess with my mouth that you are my Lord and you are my Savior. Thank you that I died with you on that cross and I was resurrected when you were resurrected because I was in you and you saw me. You went to the cross for the joy that was set before you. You suffered and died because you saw me. Lord, thank you that you loved me. Thank you that you stretched out your arms to me. Thank you that you love me now. And Lord, I ask you to forgive me from all of my sin. Come and wash me clean. Purify my heart. 
Make me a new creation. Do a work on the inside of me. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Lord, cleanse me, mold me, and make me brand new. Lord, I want you to use me. I want to shine your light. I want to be a living memorial. I want to be full of sap (laughs) into my old age. I want to be fruitful and I want to bring glory to you. And so Lord, thank you for doing your work in me, for washing my sin away and removing it as far as the east is from the west. Thank you for blotting out every record of any sin from my past. So today is a brand new day. I begin a brand new life. The past is gone and, I, and I'm fresh and new and my life is fresh and new. And Lord, I leave the world in the past. I leave sin behind me and I'm going to follow you every day of my life. Thank you that you'll be with me and you'll be in me and you will help me and you will go before me and you will guide me and lead me and you will protect me and you will provide for me. And I thank you, Father, that my life is safe in your hands and I trust you with my life. And just thank him right now. Say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for being so good. Thank you for being a good father. Hallelujah. Because he is your father and you are his daughter. And so I'm gonna pray for you now. Father, I thank you for each and every lady represented here and every person watching. Lord, touch them, seal them, wrap them in your presence. Lord, I thank you that you preserve them and you keep them and you carry them and you go before them and you raise them up and you do a work in them and you raise them up for your plan and for your purpose, Father. And I thank you that, that they will stay with you, they will walk with you, they will stay on the path and when we all in heaven, we will see them again because your hand will be upon them to protect them and bring them all the way. They will run their race and they will finish their race. They will fulfill every plan and purpose that you have for their life. And you will use them, Lord, in a mighty way. You will use them to touch the lives of others, whether they see that now or not, whether they feel worthy or not. Father, like the woman who came with that alabaster box and fell at Jesus' feet, like, like Mary Magdalene, like all of these, all of the, like the woman at the well and how Jesus came to touch them and redeem their life and turn it around from being something broken into something beautiful. Thank you, Lord, use them to reflect your glory and to touch many lives. And Father, may they, may they touch their generation for you and may they make an impact in the world and change the world because you live on the inside of them. And so Father, today I bless them. I I thank you that every curse is lifted off of them. I thank you that that whatever curse try to come on them, it is come off of them. Every any generational curse or any curse anyone has spoken over them is broken in the name of Jesus. Every hindrance, every bondage, every band, every bit of confusion, In the name of Jesus, right now, I set them free from the top of the head 
to the soles of their feet. I thank you, Lord. No more guilt, no more shame, but they are they are fresh and new and free, and it's a new day. I thank you, Lord, that if anyone be in Christ, there is no condemnation, but your love and your forgiveness, that they, Lord, let them experience your love and you experience your forgiveness and know that they are right with you, that their heart is right with you, that they are accepted, and ex- accepted by you and acceptable to you. And I thank you for it, Father. And I thank you from this day forward, as they get into your word, as they abide in you and you abide in them, I thank you they will grow and they will flourish and they will produce life and do mighty things for you. And I thank you for it, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. We bless you, we bless you, we bless you. I have some... I have some wonderful, precious ladies over there, and they're going to give you some materials. They're going to love on you. They're going to pray with you if there's anything specific. And if you need to be baptized in the Holy Ghost, they'll get you baptized in the Holy Spirit as well, because the Holy Spirit is the one that helps us to serve Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Just give Him the honor and the glory. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. You know, like I shared with you that uh, these scriptures are special to us because it's the scriptures that the Lord gave to us when he opened the door for us to come to America. You know, the palm tree in the desert and that, that you carry the oasis with you and everywhere you go, an oasis springs up because you, because you showed up and because of Jesus on the inside of you. And I wanna, I wanna just, give you this, what, a, what an oasis is, just so that you can grab a hold of this and put this in your heart. But an oasis is, a, is a, a fertile or a green area in a desert region, usually having a spring or a well, right? And the Bible says that, that Jesus will put living water, living water will spring up out of our innermost being. Jesus said, if anyone's thirsty, come to me and drink and living water. Will, be, will spring out of your belly. So you carry that fountain of living water wherever you go. It's a place of peace. You carry the peace with you. That used to amaze me. We, we lived in this little apartment in Hillbrow, of all places. I mean, it's kind of a crazy part of South Africa. That it, it, was, it was like Ybor City here in Tampa. It's like all the drugs and the prostitutes and whatever else. And we lived in this little apartment. And people would come into this little apartment and they would say, there's so much peace in you. We we're like, really, there is? Because we just lived in it and we just, you know, it's like when you live in something, but people would come in so many times into our home and say, there's so much peace, so much peace. You carry God's peace with you and people are looking for that and they feel it. So you carry, you carry this, this spring and well, you carry peace. It's a place of peace, safety or happiness in the midst or, of a trouble or a difficulty. In Isaiah 12, 23, therefore with joy you draw forth water from the wells of salvation. But John, John 4, 14 says, anyone who takes a drink of the water I give him will never be thirsty. The water I give him will become a spring of water, welling up, flowing, bubbling continually with him unto, into, and for eternal life. And then of course, we know that, John, that Jesus said now on the final most important day of the Feast of Tabernacles, he said, come, everyone who's thirsty, come to me and drink. And everyone who believes in me, who cleaves to, trusts in, relies on me, as the scripture has said, from, in, from the innermost being will spring forth 
rivers and live, rivers, rivers, rivers of living water. Amen. I mean, we've been, we still got one more day, but we've been just living in this flourishing. And I believe it's, it's God's planted it in you. And you're gonna go from here. And this, this word is gonna, the seed that's been planted is gonna spring forth, amen. And you're gonna see the flourishing in every area of your life. But before we go anywhere, I think you should have one more drink just for the road. Amen, hallelujah. So just lift up your hands right now. Father, I thank you for that oasis that's on the inside of each and every one of us. I thank you for those rivers of living water. I thank you that it springs forth with joy, with joy, with joy. It bubbles forth out of their bellies right now. Thank you, Jesus. Joy and peace <laughs> and rejoicing. Say, Jesus, I want more. I want more of what you have for me. I want some more. I'll, I'll take a little more right now. I'll take a little more. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We got to drink. Drink, 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 drink. Drink the new wine. Drink that living water. Let that living water flow through you right now. Thank you, Father, for a refreshing, for a refreshing, for a refreshing. Even maybe for some of those who have to leave tomorrow and go back, even some of our pastors that have to go back to their churches, Lord, refreshing, bring a 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 refreshing. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. For all of those, those pastors, the Pastor, we call, call them pastorettes. All of the visitors, keep, keep letting the Lord touch you. Come on, say, Lord, touch me from the top of my head to the soles of my feet. I take everything you got for me right now. I'm gonna drink, 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 drink. I'm gonna drink because you are good. I'm gonna drink because you are good. I'm gonna drink of your presence, drink of your spirit. Lord, I'll take everything you have for me. If the lady next door doesn't want it, I'll have her portion as well. Give me double, Lord. Bless me. Touch me. Fill me. <laughs> I, I, keep, keep drinking, ladies, but I want some of these, some of these ladies that came, the visit, our visiting pastors, I want you to come up here. But I want to just minister to you and believe God to do some things in your life to take you to to a new level, hallelujah. If you're a minister or pastor, come. Come on, we're gonna, we're gonna drink, we're gonna be refreshed, we're gonna enjoy his presence, hallelujah. If, if there's, we can, uh, we can, if there's not enough room, we can start, we can line them on up on the side somewhere, I guess, and preferably not on the, hard floor, but somewhere in the auditorium. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Just refresh them, renew them. Lord, I thank you that you, that Lord, every day your mercies are new every morning. Your goodness is new every day. I thank you, Father. Every day you've got something good for us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus.